Hello and welcome into the Gotta Be Saints podcast. I'm your host, Brendan Gotta. Join me each week as I tackle life's most important question. How do I become a saint? Today's podcast is titled, What We Wish Someone Told Us When Our Parents Divorced. Before we begin, I want to share with you all today's episode sponsors. Firstly, we have Syndicate Strategies, a full-service marketing agency owned and operated by two Catholic business partners for over 25 years. Syndicate helps connect businesses to customers using the most current technology. They can help you create powerful, engaging websites and e-commerce stores that bring results. Find out what Syndicate can do for you at synstrat.com saints. That's synstrat.com saints. If you're like me and you like to wear your faith on your sleeve, I invite you to check out The Catholic Company, a one-stop shop for resources that will help you grow in your Catholic faith. They understand the importance of truth, goodness, and beauty. From rosaries to books to statues to clothing, The Catholic Company has it all. Use code Gotta Be Saints for 15% off your order. That's code Gotta Be Saints, all one word. For 15% off. The Catholic Company. Because faith matters. I have with me today Joey Pontarelli and Miranda. Sorry, Miranda, I'm forgetting. <laughs> this is bad. She just got married. Miranda, what's your Hank. new last name? My new last name is Hankel. Hankel. All right. Miranda uh-huh. Hankel, thank you for joining us. Uh, to give you guys an introduction, and also that's really bad on my part, so I apologize to anyone who's <laughs> yeah, listening. Yeah. Um, it is such a joy to have both of you here. Uh, firstly, before I share Joey's bio, uh, I just want to tell you guys that I was fortunate enough to meet Joey in college, uh, and I'm pretty sure that we were on the same intramural team. I'm trying to think of which one it was. Was it Frisbee, Joey, or football? I One think of the football. Two. Football. Yeah. Okay. I think you threw me a few uh, bombs. It was awesome. Good times. <laughs> I don't know if I didn't pay him to say that, but um, <laughs> so we met each other. We met each other at Franciscan, and um, he's now living. Joey's now living in Denver. And uh, just to give you guys a little bit of backstory, uh, he is a child of divorce, and as you saw from the title, we're talking about that. Um, but he started Restored Ministry um, to help other children of divorce. And Restored offers the practical guidance and support that young people from broken families need to heal and grow so that they can feel whole again. He's spoken across the U.S. and abroad. His articles have been published by the Chastity Project, Focus, The Culture Project, and Shalom Tidings Magazine. Joey, as I said, lives in Colorado with his wife, Bridget, who I also know from Franciscan. So. Uh, there's a little connections on that end. Then on the end of Miranda, uh, Miranda and I actually met each other at Dynamic Catholic, a place that we at one time worked and uh, grew in friendship there. And just a few months ago, she got married. And I've actually asked Miranda to be on the podcast, probably almost from its inception. Uh, she is a excellent writer. Uh, top notch. And with that being said, uh, I think she also just is very wise. And so it was a no brainer to have her on here. 
Um, so Miranda, thank you as well. Joey, thank you for being here. Um, yeah, our pleasure. Uh, it's a joy. So let's get rolling. Uh, the first thing I want to do is just let you guys tell our listeners about yourself and what connected the two of you. Yeah. So some time back, a Catholic author that I've had the pleasure to become friends with shared an article that Miranda wrote. Uh, Brendan, like you said, Miranda's an excellent writer. And so I read that article and I never heard of Miranda before. I never met her, but immediately uh, it really resonated with me. It was an article she wrote called Dear Divorce. And it really beautifully articulated uh, the pain and the problems that she experienced in her life following her own parents' divorce. And so immediately when I read that article, I knew, wow, this I want to have this girl on the podcast. So she came on our podcast. And uh, since then, we started working together. And uh, yeah, that's kind of how it all started. And we've, uh, we've had a lot of fun and we're working on some exciting projects together. That's awesome. Um, yeah, truly. I mean, that's really cool that how God works and just connecting you both uh, through an article. So we're, like you said, and as I've said already now, we're talking about divorce and it's a, I think a heavy topic, um, but also a necessary one to speak about. Um, so to whatever level you both feel comfortable, would you guys mind sharing your stories um, as to why this topic is uh, so close to your hearts? Yeah. So um, I actually think talking about our stories is like something that's super cathartic. So um, it's definitely a good thing to do. Um, when I was like 11 or 12, um, we were actually living abroad and um, my parents, um, you know, sat us down and they, they said that they were separating, um, which was a huge shock. Um, we did not, did not see that coming. And dad ended up leaving um the country we were living in he moved back to the states with my brother and then my sister and I stayed with my mom for about a year and then we moved back to the states um we moved to North Carolina and then uh South Carolina which is where I've lived most of my life um and it took me a while like I mean I was definitely upset in the moment um and it was very very painful um a season I guess um but I think long term like I didn't realize what the effects were truly until I started dating um so years later um I was like had graduated from college like early early 20s um I started to realize that there were some really like unhealthy patterns um and lots of anxiety uh, lots of distrust, um, lots of just hurt that like felt not appropriate to what was taking place at that moment. Um, and so I ended up looking for a therapist and um, I am a huge advocate of therapy. I think it's super, super helpful. Um, but anyway, as I worked with, with my therapist who is wonderful and very talented and gifted at what she does, um, I started to realize that this had affected me in a really profound way. Um, and so now kind of as an adult, um, you know, it's like I've gotten older, I've become more and more an advocate, you know, like 
wanting to bring awareness to this because I think a lot of people live um, not understanding how it affects them and then unfortunately like repeat the cycle of divorce themselves um so so that's kind of the the overview it was it was definitely a really difficult time and it still affects me um today and especially like as you mentioned Brenda and I just got married and you see you know those those old wounds coming up um but you know praise God like the work that I've done with my therapist has helped so much with um just like healing but also just knowing and understanding myself um so that's kind of a brief overview of you know my parents divorce and and how it's affected me uh to this point yeah so a little bit of background on my story similar to miranda my parents separated when i was 11 years old i'll never forget the day it was a a warm spring day my mom sat me and my siblings down and she broke the news and it came completely out of the blue. Like it just shattered my world hearing that dad would no longer be living with us. In fact, you know, they were getting divorced. And as an 11 year old boy, I didn't have the capacity to cope with that news. And so I just hid in the closet and I cried and sitting there in that closet, million thoughts, million feelings raced through me. I, I was worried about my parents. I was worried about my siblings. I was worried about myself. Like I didn't know like what would happen now. And I couldn't put my finger on it in the moment, Brendan, but uh, I felt extremely abandoned. I felt unwanted and I felt like I just wasn't good enough. And following that day, I became very bitter, very angry, dealt with depression, anxiety. And in an attempt to, to numb the pain, I turned to pleasure. Uh, my best friend at the time, he introduced me to pornography. And so I fell into that. And honestly, it, it offered an escape from the pain and the problems in my life. And so I got deeper into that. But even as a boy, I knew that I wanted to be happy and I knew that porn wasn't making me happy. And so I knew I needed to change. And so thankfully, not too long after that, I heard Jason Everett speak and just changed my life. He answered all the questions I didn't even know I had about love and sexuality. And he taught us, you know, that uh, porn is the perfect way to poison your future marriage because it destroys your ability to love. And so started living a pure life that helped a ton, uh, got into my faith. I really wasn't living out my faith at that point, getting into high school now. And so I got new friends, friends I was hanging around with my sports buddies weren't really good for me, but these new friends were genuinely happy. And so I wanted to be like them, whatever they had. And I realized before long, they had you know, deep intimacy with God. They were building uh, lives of virtue. And, and so I started to learn my faith and to do the same as them. And, and that helped a ton. Like life got so much better at that point, but I still felt broken. And so uh, I realized this principle that's true in life for all of us. And that is uh, after sin, the thing that holds us back most from becoming, uh, reaching our potential, becoming the best version of ourselves is our untreated brokenness. And so I knew that I needed to heal, but I looked around for some resources, for some help, and I was shocked to find almost nothing for people like us, at least nothing practical. There was, you know, interest in the academic world, but that was about it that I could find. And uh, it baffled me because I looked around and I saw how my friends were struggling with their parents' divorce. I saw how my siblings were dealing with a lot because of my parents' breakup. And so years later, uh, I started Restored. And like you said really well at the beginning, uh, we give practical guidance and support to, to young people who come from broken homes so that they can uh, heal and grow and feel whole again. And so uh, it's really what I wish I would have had 
years ago. And so sadly, you know, to answer your question, are there any, were there any other resources? Are there any other resources that really helped? Honestly, no, at least not for me. A lot of this was kind of through trial and error and seeking it out on my own. And so that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to uh, build resources for young people who come from broken homes so that they don't need to go through that same process. And so the way that we do that is we have a podcast, we have a blog, uh, we do speaking engagements, we have an online community, and we have a lot more uh, planned for the future. But what we're trying to accomplish here is we want to reverse the cycle of divorce by helping young people to heal and build virtue. And like Miranda said, we're statistically more likely to get divorced ourselves. And so we believe that if we can help people heal and build virtue, they're going to be these strong, virtuous individuals, and they're going to go on and they're going to build healthy, holy marriages. And those marriages, of course, are going to be the foundation of good, solid families. And those families, we believe, are going to transform our culture from you know, a very broken culture to a Catholic culture where the human person flourishes and, and ultimately souls are saved. And so that's what we're trying to do. Uh, and, and it's been successful so far. We've gotten a lot of good feedback when it comes to the podcast, but uh, we're, we're not pretending to be experts and know everything. But like you mentioned, we're just sharing our stories, but also, you know, looking into the research and trying to distill the research down, boil it down uh, and present it in a really accessible, practical way so that people can heal. And we, you know, talk to experts and we want to give people basically the best content that we can to make healing simple. Mm. With that being said, you know, you've been able to, you know, you mentioned the trial and error, the, uh, the realities that you're still figuring it out. You're not experts on this, but if, if you can find healing, it's going to create um, good and holy marriages, which I would guess, and I don't think it's actually a guess. I know that you're both striving for that in your own marriages. Um, I, one of the questions I wanted to ask you both, though, um, to follow up what we've just discussed a little bit is a basic, a, a question that I'm sure a lot of people ask is just what, what are the big reasons for divorce? You know, why is it that um, this is such a, uh, I mean, it's a, a pandemic in a certain sense in our country, especially, but also throughout the world and, and the Catholic church itself, um, you know, this has got to be saying it's a very Catholic uh, podcast, you know, the Catholic church is not immune to this. Why, why do you guys think that is? Yeah, it's a great question. And the, the sheer size of the audience that we're trying to help gives a good uh, indication of how popular divorce is The the U S census bureau says that each year, according to their data, each year, over 1 million American children go through their parents' divorce, like 1 million every year. It's, it's just insane. It's hard to wrap your head around how popular this is. And so in terms of reasons for divorce, I mean, it varies quite a bit, but some of the popular ones, according to the research is, of course, um, infidelity would be one of them. Mm. Uh, conflict, you know, when there's a lot of arguing, especially conflict over money. Uh, one, one that we've learned lately looking in the research is like a lack of commitment where maybe one or both spouses just don't really care anymore. They just kind of become apathetic in their marriage and they don't fight for it. But perhaps the biggest reason is uh, it's one of the most cited reasons for divorce is irreconcilable differences where mm. a couple basically says, we're just different. We don't want to continue going down this path. And so you can see a lot of these are related in some ways and different marriages have different contributing factors, but, but those are a few. And uh, another popular one is uh yeah, and the reason, I guess, for the popularity of divorce is no-fault divorce, which Miranda wanted to touch on a little bit. 
Yeah, and I, I'm definitely not an expert, but um, in, I think it was like the 1960s, um, there was a bill passed that basically you can get a no, what they call a no-fault divorce, which is exactly what it sounds like, which it's not your fault, it's not my fault, you know, we're just, we're not compatible anymore, or we, we just don't want to be together anymore, um, you know, X, Y, Z. Um, so there's, you didn't, beforehand, like, you actually needed kind of like a real reason um mm. for divorce um and now it's just like if one of the the partners decides that you know like i i just don't want to be a part of this marriage anymore um the other spouse um like doesn't really have much of a choice it's just like okay like you know we're separating um and so it was one of those things where you know there were probably there were good intentions you know I think of, of wanting to protect people and, and give people, you know, this perceived freedom of, of wanting to leave a marriage if they're unhappy. Um, however, I think it's done a lot of like damage, especially to kids. You know, I think people often overlook how much children suffer as a result from their parents' divorce. Um, and I think it also like opens the door because, you know, I think when divorce wasn't as widely accepted, wasn't as common, um, there's more like a motivation like, okay, we, you know, how can we work on this? How can we um, improve and, and um, stick, stick together and stick with it? And I think now it's just, we've like just legally, but then also culturally have made it so easy for someone to walk out. Um, and so I think now like the whole irreconcilable differences, I think a lot of times translates to like, I'm not happy anymore. And, um, I think that's really unfortunate because, um, you know, the point of marriage isn't really just to be happy. Like it's, it's to be holy. And I think, you know, any person who has striven for holiness knows that like, it's not always, you're not always happy about it. Um, so, so I think that's um, just something that affected our our world in a big way was this law that was passed, and um, you can see because of how much divorce has increased since then. Um, and I think it's affecting a whole generation and multiple generations now um, in a way that a lot of people just aren't talking about. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, well, I think as we look at our society, everything you've said, um, you know, certainly uh, lends itself to that, that, uh, you know, we've gotten away from responsibility just as a society. I mean, look mm -hmm. at this last election season and what was it all about? You know, it's, it's a blame game. It's not a what can I do for you? It's why I'm not that person. Um, and so, too, mm -hmm. in how we even view marriage. Uh, we've gotten away from seeing it as a sacrament. We've gotten away from seeing it as, um, you know, we've started something and we should finish it. You know, you mentioned even how this affects the children. Um, I think for many divorcees, um, couples that are in that position, I mean, I'm sure that some of them, if you ask them, that wasn't even a part of the equation to a certain degree. Um, and it's led to this, uh, like you said, you know, this situation where, you know, the rates have gone up and now it's, it's not even a, let's, let's 
try to make this work. It's just, uh, well, it's, it's not working. So um, let's just call it, call it quits. Uh, and then I'm sure maybe even to, maybe this is to a lesser extent, and I'd love to know what you guys think, but Hollywood has not helped either. You know, in television shows, they glorify divorces uh, to a certain extent. But then if you just want to look at the people who run Hollywood, the famous actors and actresses and then athletes and stuff, um, divorce is just seen as another thing. I mean, it's all on the tabloids. It's their fifth marriage, you know, or even couples that people look up to. Then after five years, they're divorced and um because they're still quote unquote friends, we look at it and say, well, that turned out to be okay. It was a successful partnership for what it was. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm sure both of you would argue that that has not been successful to the degree that it could be or should be. Yeah, absolutely. And I love what Miranda said, because it's, it's this huge crisis in our culture and for some reason, th- there's a few reasons, actually. I don't know if we want to go into all of them, but uh, this isn't talked about much, uh, how we as a culture really prescribe divorce, like you said, Brendan, as one of the first solutions to problems within marriage. It's like going into a doctor's office with like a swollen arm. Let's say it's all red and painful. And the doctor just kind of like looks at you and he says, well, we're going to have to amputate it. And you're probably sitting there thinking like, well, can we try medicine? Can we maybe do surgery if we had to or something else? Um, You probably wouldn't put too much faith in that doctor, but in a similar way, so often, even in the Catholic world, it's really a tragedy. We just prescribe divorce as one of the first solutions to problems in marriage. It's like, oh, you're not happy? Oh, just go get divorced, get an annulment. That's that's fine. And so certainly there are legitimate cases where, uh, you know, there's abuse or there's violence or threat of death, things like that. Those are extreme cases. Statistically, it's about 30%, 30%, less than 30% of divorces are actually like that. But the other 70% are what researchers call low conflict divorces, where the couple really could have stayed married. They had problems, certainly real problems that I'm sure are very painful to go through, um, but they could have stayed married. They could have worked it through. And I think if parents really knew how traumatic divorce is for children, especially in those situations, like my story and Miranda's story, where it just came out of the blue, You know, parents, obviously my parents, I know they would butt heads, they would argue there are problems in their marriage, but we never thought that they would get divorced. And so it just came out of the blue. And so those low conflict situations can be especially damaging uh, because they did come out of the blue and it makes you doubt love and marriage and all sorts of things, which we can get into. But yeah, there's this huge problem that no one's talking about. And so we're trying, of course, to to bring awareness to it. And like Miranda mentioned, for most people like us, it takes a while to become aware of how deeply you're actually impacted. Most of us go years through our life where we just don't really put our finger on how the struggles that we deal with today are intimately connected to the breakdown of our families. And so mm. it's just this mm. huge systematic problem that we need to solve. And sadly, there's not many people trying to solve it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and like you said, you know, at the, at the start kind of talking about how, um, you know, because of this, you guys are more likely or a couple whose parents are divorced, that couple is then more likely to get divorced. It speaks to what you're just saying, you know, that these, uh, situations leave wounds, and unless they're on a, uh, unless they're attended to, just like with a wound, um, you know, if, if you had a problem in your arm, 
uh, you could, if you don't take care of it, you might need to have that arm amputated. Um, but if you take care of it from the get-go, uh, there's a better chance of, you know, less need for extreme measures. Um, so too, I'm sure in this situation and with all sin, you know, if we root it out early on, and I guess this is maybe a little different to be phrased, um, but, you know, this, this wound that is created through this, uh, if it's not spoken about, if it's not uh, looked at, and of course there's not healing that is found, um, it's going to create a problem that is going to persist and it's going to affect all your relationships, but especially I'm sure it's persona, personified in a relationship such as your own marriage, um, because you've seen it before. And the example you look to is one that is broken um, and didn't work out. And so uh, granted all marriages are broken, but you know, maybe this is more in a, um, at least uh, magnified way. And so mm-hmm. it's going to, of course, be even more difficult. But, you know, I also, Miranda, you said the point of marriage um, is not to be happy, but to be holy. Uh, I think a lot of people could uh, could need to hear that um, and could gain something from that. If, if all marriages, if all people who went into marriages thought like that, how different would this um, amount of divorces, uh, how much would that decrease? I'm sure it would be uh, a lot. Did you guys, uh, anything to follow up on what I just said? If not, um, what I think we'll do here is um, conclude episode one and turn to episode two and answer some more uh, really good questions. That sounds good. Yeah. Thank you so much for having us. And I, I couldn't agree more with what you just said about, um, yeah, there, there's so many uh, issues that happen in our lives when our parents' marriage break down. And more than any other marriage, we know their marriage and we look to them. They model uh, love, they model marriage for us. And so if we saw a really broken model uh, of what love and marriage looked like, then we're going to struggle in, in numerous ways. And that's what the research found. So I could talk about that a little bit more in, in part two. Okay, perfect. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on today. It's been a great joy. Um, I hope to all those listening at home that you enjoyed uh, today's podcast. Uh, Feel free to subscribe and uh, give us a review so that we can uh, continue to successfully uh, do this ministry and produce content that uh, men and women are finding to be uh, impactful. But thank you guys so much and God bless.